time to open our Bibles to the Gospel according to Luke, chapter 24. This is the second in a three-part series on Pentecost. Next Sunday is Pentecost Sunday. And uh, last week we talked about preparation for Pentecost. We talked about how prophecy, Ezekiel, Jeremiah, and Joel prophesied the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. We talked about how God was preparing the nation through the prophecies. We talked about the teachings of Jesus and how He taught on the coming Holy Spirit. That was preparation. Today is titled Prelude to Pentecost. Prelude to Pentecost. What does prelude mean? Prelude means pre-plan, pre-program. In other words, it's what happens before the action begins, but it's tied to the action. Prelude to Pentecost. Look with me in your Bibles to Luke chapter 24. It's the last chapter in the Gospel of Luke. And look at verse number 49. It says, and I'm not reading from the King James, so it might be a little different if you have a King James. And look, I am sending you what my Father promised. Now, the King James probably says, wait for the promise of the Father. As for you, stay in the city, meaning Jerusalem, until you are empowered, clothed, endued, until you are empowered from on high. What does it mean? Jesus is giving instructions about the prelude to Pentecost, the pre-Pentecost, the pre-plan, pre-play. What happens just prior to the curtain going up? You might think of it this way. If you've ever been to a concert and they have a band come out, that band is usually a, a lesser known band. And they come out, they do some numbers, they do some songs. What are they doing? They're warming the crowd up for the main attraction that's coming. What we're talking about this morning is what happened prior to the main attraction, which was the day of Pentecost when whoo, the Holy Ghost come. Pre, or shall we say prelude, use this, what? Prelude should cause us to ask, what is coming? What is next? W-H-A-T. Each one of those letters stands for something this morning. W stands for wait. H stands for housekeeping. A stands for abiding. And T stands for teaching. Let's see if you got it. W stands for what? Wait. H stands for what? A stands for what? And T stands for what? Teaching. You got it. Waiting. Waiting. Jesus said wait. Waiting does not mean inactivity. Doing nothing. There were things that they had to do prior to the day of Pentecost per His instructions. Obedience is the key. Obedience. How many of you love to have an obedient child? Look at the hands. Wow. Kids look around. Parents love to have obedient children. Wonderful. How many of you... How many of you really have problems when your kids don't obey? How many of you, it displeases you when your kids disobey? Obedience to what Jesus had commanded them. We just read it. He said, wait in Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high. Waiting. They used to call those people in the restaurants who brought you food, they used to call them waiters. Then they went to servers, and now they're customer service reps, I guess. I don't know. But if we understand the term wait in that context, that it doesn't mean inactivity, it means doing something, right? It means that you are active, not inactive. It's not sitting on your blessed assurance. It's doing what you were told to do. What were they told to do then? Wait. Let me bring you up to, up to date. Forty days Jesus had been with them teaching them. Forty days. Somebody say forty days. Forty days. Forty days. 
after his crucifixion, after his resurrection. Forty days, he walked with them and taught them. And then he said, boys, I'm out of here. But you wait here. Now, many days hence. They didn't know just when. They didn't know the exact day. They didn't know the exact time. But they knew something was coming. Waiting in expectancy. How many of you women ever been pregnant? Raise your hand. We use the term expecting. She's expecting. Now, I guarantee you if a woman goes six, seven, eight months, she is expecting something to happen eventually. Now, you guys probably can't relate to this as much as women can. Unless your wife reminded you often that you contributed to this situation. You might understand some of it. Expectancy, 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 expectancy. This is what was going on. While they were waiting, they were to be anticipating something's coming. Something's coming. Something's coming. Jesus said something's coming. The prophet said something's coming. Wow, what's coming? What's coming? Do we have that expectancy, church? Jesus said, I'm coming back. I'm coming back. How many of you believe Jesus is coming back? He's coming back. He's coming back soon. He's coming back for me. Is he coming back for you? I don't want to miss that. I don't want to miss that. I don't want to be asleep, Brother Dave. I don't want to be asleep. You might be hanging out on one of them signs up there, working on one of them big old signs about 50, 60 feet above the ground when Jesus comes back. And you can just let go because you won't go down, you'll go up. Amen. Amen. You'll have a head start ahead of us. Bless God. I can just see it now. Oh, don't get me started on that. Let's just deal with Pentecost first. We'll have the second coming later. Waiting is not inactivity. It's obedience to the command to stay in an atmosphere, an attitude of expectancy. Folks, Jesus, the Holy Spirit has promised us that he's going to do something here. I have that on good authority. The Word of God, first of all, He's not a respecter of persons. What He's done for one place, He'll do for here. The revivals and the outpourings He's brought other places, He'll bring here. Somebody say Amen. Amen. Secondly, I have it in my spirit by the Holy Spirit. He said to me, oh my goodness, way back in 93, I'm going to do something here. It hadn't happened yet, church, but it's coming. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. 